everyone. Um, today I'm truly, truly gassed to have two amazing, beautiful, talented ladies with me. They're hilarious, candid, and their chemistry shows as they are not just co-workers, but also best friends. So join me in welcoming Jazz and Vic from Black Girls Living. Oh, that's so lovely. Thank you for such a lovely intro. Oh my gosh. No, honestly. I hope I do not dribble with these. <laughs> no, I've, I've been struggling. Oh. How has it been going? It has been a struggle. Like, I'm just dribbling at random times. It's so bad. It's embarrassing. Oh no, days. but you wouldn't tell. It's only because you've, you've said it now. Oh, so gosh. People are going to be, like, listening out for it. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry, guys. I am going to have a lisp today. <laughs> how, how long do you have to have them for? Um, I have about 20 trays in total, mm. and I have to wear, wear them eight days each time. I don't know what the maths in that is, but... That's fine. That's just a yeah. lot. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be worth it though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It'll be worth I, it. I hope so. I hope so. Because this guy is talking about a phase two and I'm like, mm, what do you Damn. mean phase two? We never completed one. Exactly. <laughs> Let's see how phase one goes exactly. first. Honestly. But how are you ladies doing? I want everyone to get to know your voices. So let's just dig in and see how your week's been going. How's everything been going for you this week? Yeah, my week's okay. Same old, same old. I feel like my to-do list is never ending. Mm. And it's it's quite worrying because I'm like, what when I have children, how am I going to balance it? Like I always think about you, and I think about my friend Tossin. I'm like, how does everyone balance it? We don't. <laughs> I'm being serious. But now I'm starting to think, okay, my to do list ain't done. Okay, we move. Like it's not the end of the world. But mm. like sometimes I, oh, it's just my to my to do list is just ridiculous. It's just like the little things that like yeah. you don't get to, like call the doctor back or yeah. or go to the post office. It's just the little things that like, just builds up, builds up, builds up. But yeah, you know, my week is alright. Can't complain. How about you, Jazz? Um, yeah, I think I'm the same. And and with that, I think I've actually learned from Vic. Vic said something once and it's always stuck with me. It's even followed me into like my, my proper job mm-hmm. where um, I think you said something along the lines of if if the deadline doesn't get hit, who's going to die? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like that oh, has really helped me. But to... please don't use that to be lazy. <laughs> Not just you, but people listening because... That's people use them kind of things like, oh, I'm just going to be lazy. No, 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 no. But like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but there's so many times where you, you put so much pressure on yourself because you're like, let me let me try and do everything. And it's like, sometimes some things can wait. Because you know sometimes, have you ever had a deadline mm. and it's like you reach it and then the person that you had the deadline with doesn't... Yeah. They don't do anything with it. No, um, it's when you follow up and say, excuse me, did you did you have a look at that thing? Yeah. Oh, you sent it through. I'm thinking, I was oh, breaking my back. Yeah. I was sweating. And you didn't even look at it. The worst is when you send someone something and then you get that out of office. <laughs> so you even got a holiday. And you didn't let me know. Oh, my days. It's so disrespectful. Mm-hmm. But then the time you don't do it and oh, they're waiting for yeah. it. That's that's when you you start to feel your armpits itching. You're thinking, why, why didn't I why didn't I actually do the things that I needed to do? Um, but no, I'm I'm glad you're having a good week. For me, my week has just been it's just a busy time at work, mm. and I feel like the more and more I say it's a busy time at work, it it's not changing. Mm. Like you said, it just keeps getting more and more, and I'm just like, how am I gonna cope? Or I even get to the stage where I don't want to take holiday mm. because when oh, I take no, the holiday and good. I return, it's still work. It is. Mm. I do feel like I'm gonna die on the line. And no oh, one's there. No oh, one's there yeah, to support me. Mm. Um, and I say that, not saying that no one is there to support me, but essentially, there's some things that if I don't do, they just don't get, yeah, done. don't get done. And you just see it piling up. But I feel like overall, the fact that the weather's getting better is helping. It is. I really think so. Yeah. Definitely. I'm looking forward to um, 
this well, I should say bank holiday weekend, but this is actually dropping on Easter Sunday. So happy mm. Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. Happy happy Easter. Easter. You know? Um, but I appreciate you guys coming down. I feel like the reason why I wanted to do this episode is sometimes I put out a poll to say, okay, this is what the next episode's about. And quite a few people clicked on medication mm. as a as a topic. And I listen to your episodes every Monday, just mm. saying it for anyone who wants to tune into their episodes. They drop every Monday. You can find them on Spotify and everything else. I said to myself, do you know what? I want to reach out and see if you you would be happy to do this episode because you talk about it a lot. Mm. Like you're very open, you're very candid. And I think it's really important because before listening to your podcast, I wouldn't hear people talk about it, especially mm. not black women mm. talk about medication. So let's just fall into conversation about that and see how we can help other people. So my first question to anyone who wants to take it is... You know, do you want to give us a bit of a background into your story with mental health? Um, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I remember the exact year or the exact time that I realised something is wrong. Um, it might have been 20, 2018. Mm-hmm. No, 2017 was when I first realised that I was struggling um, it was just the little things at first, like struggling to get out of bed in the morning, distancing myself, like not answering phone calls, not calling people back, not responding to messages, just being a bit lackluster, not doing things that I usually enjoy. Mm. And I found myself getting easily overwhelmed. For, for me, I realise when I'm probably about to take a turn when I start to get overwhelmed with things mm-hmm. and life. And... I was functioning for a long time. So I was like that for a long time. Like, even though I was struggling to get out of bed, I would and I would go to work. But then nothing else mm. is getting done. Like, once I get home, back in bed. So, yeah, that that was a struggle for a long time. I was doing it for a long time. And then I think there was just a day where I said, I'm actually not leaving this bed today. I, and I felt like if I go to work, like, I, I don't even want to say it, but I, just, I was just like, I'm not going to work today I'm mm. just not doing it um and that's when I was like you know what I actually need to talk to somebody about it mm. and that's when I spoke to my GP I'll be honest they were very I wouldn't say they were quick to give medication a lot of people say that but they offer medication at the same time that they offer uh counseling yeah. that was my experience that's and a good thing to know because I think a lot of people when the conversation about medication comes up a lot of people go Oh, they just throw meds down yeah, your face. Yeah, yeah. But they also throw therapy down your face. <laughs> yes, they do. And you don't do it. They, they don't do. catch up. It's true. They do. Um, so they offered both. Um, but as you know, in the UK with the NHS, you might not see somebody, depending on your borough or whatever mm. the services are like in your local area, you might not see somebody for years um, if you're going through the NHS. So I said, let me take the medication, see how it goes. It worked. I was taking it for about a year and I was like, I'm doing so well. I'm just going to come off them Mm. like a fool. And then, yeah, fast forward, I got the same symptoms again. And yeah, um, I've been on medication ever since. Mm -hmm. The real honest truth, if we're going to do the real real, lately I've been bad at remembering to take it. I have it right by my um, bed, but for some reason I'm still forgetting to take it. Um, so I'm not taking it as often as I should be mm-hmm. and I'm definitely noticing a difference. So, mm. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, that's just a summary. Yeah. A long summary, sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> so with me, 
I think I've always had mental health issues, but it started when I got my first job in London. So I was probably at, what, 22? And I had real anxiety. I've never had anxiety before. I think, I don't even think I even had social anxiety. Mm. I, I, but I had real anxiety in this job, like real, real, real anxiety. And it was because, it was because of many things. And when I say anxiety, it was like panic attacks. So mm. like, I've never experienced panic attacks before. I actually thought that it was because I was hungry. <laughs> so when, when, I, when, I, when it first happened, I was thinking, is it because I didn't eat? <laughs> so I started, I, I remember saying to my boss, I called my boss and I said, hey, can you help me out? I, something's happening. Mm. And he was like, what happened? I was like, I don't know. Like, I just went to like shock. Like, I don't know if it was because I didn't eat or something. And then it just kept happening, kept happening, mm. kept happening. And then... Um, I went, my doctor was like, my doctor, my boss was like, yeah, you have anxiety or you're having anxiety attacks. Um, and I think it was due to a lot of things. It was like imposter syndrome, also childhood trauma. That was the main thing. It was mainly childhood trauma that I realised when I was in my early 20s. Mm. Um, so, and then when I went to the doctors, they were like, yep, you can have medication or you can go to therapy. And I was like, okay, let me go to therapy. And I think for a lot of people, they're like, I'm not going to go therapy because on the NHS is so long to find someone. Mm. Like when you when you call up, they put you in the waiting list for, they could put you in the waiting list for a good year, mm. even longer. They don't mind. Um, but I was just like, do you know what? I think sometimes when when we want to spend money, right, we don't want to spend it on our health. Mm. It's just so, it's, it's just, so true. yeah, it's like annoying. It's like, because as well, we live in a UK, we're used to everything being for free. Mm. So even when sometimes when you, I've even heard people complain about meds being nine pounds. And I'm <laughs> wow. like, I know, and I'm like, mm. you, I know you, yeah. you will spend on Gucci bag <laughs> and um, Prada. It's true. But even, that, even this very day, you'll spend nine pounds on lunch at work. Literally, it, you'll literally go to Itsu, like literally. <laughs> but the nine pounds, like the nine pounds on your health to regulate yourself for the month, that's what you're complaining about. Exactly. But, and then, what's actually sad is the people who do who can't afford it like that's even another situation but there's people who really struggle for that nine pounds and then i see my friends going oh they're making me pay nine pounds but i see you you're doing um lifestyle every week anyways that was even a drag for, that's a drag for people who it's true though who don't want to invest in their health yeah but they literally go and buy um nike panda that shoe that's 90 pounds anyways <laughs> yeah so therapy i was like do you know what my workplace, they said that they, they do therapy for free. So I was mm. like, cool, let me check it out. Didn't like it. It was like an open wound. It was like, so basically I went in my, this is a tip for anyone if they're thinking to go therapy. I would advise you not to go during your lunch break. If, if you're sensitive no. like me, don't go during your lunch break. If you talk, you're going to talk about sensitive topics. So I went during my lunch break and um, and when I say lunch break, it wasn't working from home. It was like the office, the the therapy office was like two streets down. Mm. And I went back to to work and I was like, I'm going home. This is insane. Um, and I was just talking about everything, my childhood trauma, abuse, all all sorts of things. Mm. Like, and um, even talking about colorism. But you know, sometimes people say when you have a white therapist, they don't understand. That woman didn't understand. Mm. She was even saying deeper, 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 deeper. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she was going in. She was like, even like, as I was saying more, she was like, yeah, more, more, more. <laughs> I was like, they won, you know. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. And I, was, I remember crying like, and I, I don't think I've cried as hard as that day. And I remember thinking, I can't give you more. Like, this is too much. So um, wow. I remember thinking, I'm not doing that again. So yeah. I just, I quit, quit that. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Um, found a therapist locally, a South, white South African woman. Um, I think it was like 40 pounds a week. Mm. So I was doing that and it was really, really helpful. And she actually was a white woman that could understand when I'm talking about colorism and racism. Yeah. 
obviously you have therapists who will do their research yeah they're like okay i have clientele who are black asian whatnot i'm gonna do my research so that was quite refreshing and she even would be like sometimes i would say stuff like oh at work i feel like i'm um belittled and stuff like that and she's like do you think it's because of your race Mm. and at the time i knew that they were racist but i didn't think they were racist because of that i thought that they were racist because of my level Mm. and just certain things that would just kind of like open my eyes a little bit because at the time i was 22 so it's like you're chucking to a world where you're not really prepared for the working world. And then then I went on medication when I was about maybe 25, I think. Mm. Um, but I think I was on the smallest dose, but I, I saw a huge impact. I think that's something about what, me. Sorry, what made you start the medication? Yeah. Um, what made me start? I don't actually know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had an insanely shit job, like insanely shit. Mm. But I didn't. And and my job was really making my mental health deteriorate really, mm. really insane. And they were pushing me out. Like mm. to the point when I gave my notice, my boss was laughing. No. no. Yeah, that man was a monster. He will never he will never laugh. He will never laugh again in this <laughs> monster. Um but um yeah, it was just insanely racist. And I started going on meds meds there just before yeah, when mm. I started that job, I started going on meds and then Yeah, and then it, it was it was going well and then but what I think it was I kept thinking, oh, my medication's not going well. Therapy's not going well. No, it was the job. Mm. So when I quit, I saw my life was so much better. Like, so, so much better. I feel like every single time I think about it, I feel like the last day of school. Because I hated school. Mm. It was so weird. The way I hated school, a lot of people, I remember when we left school, a lot of people, you know when you have, um, what do you call it? Summer break. Yeah. People, I remember people in my class like messaging on Facebook, oh, I'm so sad. I can't wait to go back to school. And I was like, I can't wait not to. Like, I was, mm. <laughs> But I remember the last day of school, I was so happy. And this is how I felt when I quit that job. Just so happy. Mm. Um, I think it's important, though, like to know mm-hmm. when there's those factors, like the triggering factors, because you could you you may not be OK within yourself, but there's usually sometimes not always, but there's something mm. digging. So it's been it's good to be able to to figure that out, because for me, I think the first time I ever did like I did CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm. I did that in 2019. It was and I'll be honest, it was my it was my job. And it wasn't because I didn't enjoy it. I felt like I wasn't doing the right things. I felt like, how can I come here? Everyone's so smart. Everyone knows what they're doing. Mm. I'm not doing any better. Mm. Like, I felt like I wasn't progressing at all. And I remember I did the same thing as you. The first session I ever had was on my lunch break. Mm. And the lady was like, so I'm, I'm guessing you're not working today. And I was like, I'm going back to the office. She mm. was like, I don't I don't think you should wow. like this is going to be in your head yeah like for the, for the rest of the day mm. but it, again it was near my office mm. so what I did is I started to schedule it maybe like four mm. so I would yeah. come into At work a bit earlier yeah. finish and go home and I remember the second session that I had I just like had this realization that mm. was just talking back and forth and I had this realization and I, I felt like I had four more sessions and I felt like no, it's okay. Like I, mm. I've I've done what I need to do, and so I never went back and did any type of um, like therapy until my dad passed. Mm. And just before my dad passed, I wasn't feeling too good. And again, through work, we use um, Vitality like uh, health insurance, so you can go through Vitality. It's quicker than waiting for the NHS. Mm. And it, do you know what? I'll be honest. If you can, when you're looking for a job, and they offer those type of things, take it because it was so. Before you had to choose if you wanted to enroll, mm. but now mm. you just get enrolled straight away. So I was like, cool, I'm going to do it. And they pay for the sessions. It was good because of how quickly I got onto it. But again, I think you touched on a very important thing. You need to know whether you engage with that um, mm. person. 
because I remember actually I want to tell mm. this I remember there was this man I had before uh the lady when I had CBT and she he he made me feel very uncomfortable. Mm. So it was like, um, I went there, was in this room, he starts asking questions and then he was basically saying like, oh, you need to switch off basically before bed. Like, because I struggled to sleep, mm. like stay asleep. If something is on my mind, 2am I'm up yeah. and then I'll be up till 6, 6am mm. and then I'll be like going to work and I'm mm. struggling for the whole day. I'm tired, I'm stressed, mm. whatever. And he just says something along the lines of, you know, you shouldn't be... Um, reading your phone or watching programs or whatever in bed he was like your bedroom is for sleep and then he said and then for other things and I said yeah that's that's the end of that session mm. like I did He's yeah right. it was so weird I was just like I feel so uncomfortable it was just strange so, so I asked to change yeah so unprofessional mm. I know like he was maybe thought he was making a joke yeah, it's, not or, the vibe. It's, not, it's not the right time it's not so I was just like you know what I made that call very early and was like I want to move to somebody else so mm. I did that um, and then again, when my when my dad died, I had someone through work, um, through the work program, who I was just like again not feeling it. So my manager said to me, "Look, think use this um, independent. They weren't through work, but try these people." I tried them, and they actually asked me like, "Okay, so what type of person do you have a preference?" And I said, "I actually would like to try a, a black woman, please. Like, I just want to see because, like you said, it was like, oh, can you relate? Can they understand?" Mm -hmm. And honestly. It was it was uh, very eye opening. Like she was a dark skinned mm. black woman. She was able to touch on certain things, but it wasn't just confined to race, but the elements of race she was able to mm -hmm. explore a bit more, mm -hmm. which I found was really, really helpful. So my advice to anyone is if you doesn't feel right, it's probably not right. So mm -hmm. you can give it another a chance, but maybe just talk to someone else. Mm -hmm. There's no harm in asking to speak to somebody else, because I think there are a lot of people who try therapy and because the person wasn't great, they will never try it yeah, again. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's not worth it. Mm. So in your case, for both of you, when you um, were feeling this way and you thought about going on medication, did you speak to your family about it? Or did what, did you say anything to them or you just kept no. it moving? Don't even know. Yeah. I'm, I'm still... <laughs> I was going to, did they know at all? No. My brothers do. Mm -hmm. um, two of my brothers do, but that's, that's about it. And yeah. things are fine. I don't. I, I just feel like my parents are too dramatic. Mm. I remember my mom's reaction when I told her I had a panic attack. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, I just it's not it's not going to be worthwhile. Of and I know people might be listening, being like, oh, you should. Do you know what? Sometimes, yeah, I know it sounds awful, but you don't know my relationship with my parents. Mm. It's very it's very easy for people to be like, oh, just give your parents a, a chance, and it's like, I know them very well. I know them more than you do, mm. and I know that they will not be happy or thrilled, or they'll just be like, oh, well, life's not that hard, or. To be fair, actually, I've had more honest conversations with my parents about stuff. Yeah. So they probably would understand why I'm on it, but it's it's fine. Maybe in the future, but but not now. Yeah. Mm. No. Um, I think when my friends and family really knew what I was going through, it was <clears throat> mainly I think when I started the pod, which was um yeah October 2018, mm -hmm. and yeah. Uh, I think I did have a conversation briefly the year before with my mum about being on medication, but um, I think there's so much um, stigma when it comes to medication because especially, I, I don't know if it's an all community thing or whatever, but there's a fear that 
you're going to become addicted to them. Mm. Um, so I think that's what my mum was concerned about. She was like, no, mm. um, just be careful. You know, you're going to become addicted, blah, mm. blah, blah. But my GP was actually really good when I was taking the medication because he, he explained all these things. He was like, you're not going to get addicted. Mm. It's like, if, if you need to dose down or dose up, it's fine. Like, he was very, very good. Um, and to be honest, at that time, I was like... At this point, I don't even care. Like my, <laughs> my brain is gone. Mm-hmm. Like I need something. I I need I need some real real help. So yeah, I was just like, you know, I'm gonna go on this medication mm. and, and I'll deal with whatever happens later when it when it comes to it. How can how can I not take medication because I'm scared about? Mm. You'd be surprised. It's very common though. I feel like yeah. it's such a common thing. Like I have heard people say that oh, I don't want to get addicted to it. Mm. And it, I, I, it's not that I get it, but I feel like you can get addicted to anything. Yeah. Like it could be overworking. Even cocodamol. Anything. Yeah. Like literally any medication or anything you do, you can get addicted mm. to when it. When people say addicted, do they mean like they're going to like have five in a day or? Can you? St- <laughs> Just what, like. What? But, I, but I think, I think that's what it is. Or like, they mean like they're going to be on it for life sort of thing. I, 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 think I, I, I think sometimes. I don't even know what people yeah. think. Then. That, that's, that's yeah. What does it mean? I, I feel like some people don't even know what they mean mm. when they say don't become addicted to it. I, mm. But I think it is a case of maybe they think you're going to be, you're going to need yeah. it forever. Yeah. That's, that's I have a friend who literally says she's going to be on it for life. She has, uh, uh, does she have bipolar? I think she's got bipolar. She's on medication. She's like, I'll be on this for life because mm. it's really regulated my life. Mm. I'm not good. That's, that's and that's, that's the thing. I think the, the question I had is what you said, Jazz. Like, how do you know? Well, how do you? Who determines? How is it determined to dose up or dose down? Like, could you turn around and say, "I don't want to take this anymore," so then you try and scale back? But I don't even know if there's any benefits of doing so. Like, if it's working for you, is there harm in having it for life? Like, why? I scaled back. Yeah, you just mm. scaled back. Was it your decision or did I just? This- I I don't even know why. I can't even remember why I. I feel like I feel like I through some I've got a new therapist. I say new, I've been with her maybe about a year and a half since lockdown maybe. So nearly going two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a black woman, dark skinned woman. I specifically asked for her. And I feel like speaking with her, I was able to to be fair, I probably identified this all when I spoke to the South African woman. Mm-hmm. But I could identify all the issues in my life. Like I know I know the reasons why I am the way I am. Mm-hmm. Like every single thing, I know why I'm there the way I am um and it's so interesting because when I'm when I'm close to people and I explain to them like certain things that's happened in my past it's like now they're able to see oh that's why Vic is the mm. way she is um but yeah with this dark skin woman I have with my therapist now I feel like I'm able to identify like a lot of a lot of things and I was just like I think I could actually cut my meds in half mm. so um, or like, because I was just like, I think I want to wean off of it because I feel like it's not, I don't think that is regulating. I don't know. I feel like I was getting more results with her, mm. if that makes sense. So I, I just thought, okay, let me just go down to a little bit and see how I get off. And in the past, I've tried to wean off. But in the past, I've only tried to wean off as a thing of, again, what people say, oh, I've had reactions from friends who have just been all ex-friends who Mm -hmm. have been weird about it or one friend, I remember I took it out and she was like, what's that? And I was like, "Uh, I should have lied. Because the thing is, yeah, I think think we should need, we need to normalise lying about what we do with our (laughs) mental health if if you're not comfortable because some people are weird. Yeah. And everybody has mental health issues. Mm. They may not talk about it. So I remember this one friend was like, what's that? And I was like, oh, um, and did presents. And she was like, why are you taking that for? And I was thinking, oh, I'm just, I'm taking it for fun. 
Mm. <laughs> I'm taking it for fun. Like, just she was just acting weird, saying some weird stuff, and I was like, yeah, you're weird. Any in my head, I was thinking, you're not, you're not a doctor. You're weird, anyways. Anyways, um, so yeah, in the past, I tried to wean off again because of reactions of what people think, and mm. then more of a thing of I don't want to be on meds because of because of what people think of what that means about being mm. on meds and it's like oh Vic she's the girl who's on meds or people thinking you're crazy all that kind of stuff but now I'm, I've and then when I've done that in the past I'll just the doctor he will tell you go off by half or actually no I don't even tell you that they say uh, take half or take take it every other day mm-hmm. and this is how you know medication is so different on people as I say mm. I said before I take the smallest dose and I see a difference mm. I know with Jasmine Jasmine may go a day without it and she's fine mm. well, I remember one time when you if you don't mind me saying yeah yeah it's fine Jasmine didn't she just said I'm not, do, I'm not doing anything <laughs> that, that was the first time I said yeah and Jasmine was fine I said it ran out I was like yep it I'm ran out back. when it ran out for me one singular day my head is hot. Mm. I'm getting I'm getting brain zaps. I'm googling all my day like googling brain zaps. It's mad. Like I have to call the ambulance to get like it's I have to get a call not ambulance sorry one 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 to get an emergency prescription. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's too much. Like it, the way you react to things is so different. It's scary. Yeah. So um yeah, I took the doctor's advice. You know, taking every other day. I was like, I'm going mad. I'm going insane. I can't do this. So um I was like, do you know what? Let me just cut it in half. Cut it in another quarter. Cut it in little tiny bits. And it's probably taken me about a year and a half. Mm. Actually, no, not a year and a half. What am I saying? Yeah, maybe a year and a half to wean off it. To wean off. No, 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 no. I think it's been about a year. Yeah, yeah. Since December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I'm on. Like, if I t- if I show you what I take now, it's so tiny, so small. In and I should I should be off of it by now, but I don't. Sometimes as well with my therapist, we're like, oh, because I have life events, things happen. Like, oh, I'm meant to do this, I'm meant to do that, and it's like. This isn't a great time to come off of it, but I'm just like I'm just gonna be doing this for the rest of my days. Mm. So yeah, I really realistically I should be off of it by now. But yeah, I was actually gonna ask that question, and you touched on it already about like friends being a bit funny about it. But I'm guessing you two had each other. Like, mm. did you tell each other, or did you? Was it just it came up that oh, we're we're both doing this? I don't. I don't yeah, think I can't I, even remember. Maybe I messaged the group chat. Mm. I think I remember messaging I think you guys are supportive so we have a, me, me and Jasmine met at uni mm-hmm. and we have our other friends Nirvan and Ikran and I definitely messaged message saying guys I'm having panic attacks at work I don't know what's happening I remember you guys being encouraging mm. but I don't think I said that I was going on meds I didn't really tell anyone yeah. I only told my boyfriend I don't think I knew the true extent of what you were going through when you mm. had that job yeah. at the time but I think when I started going through stuff I knew that Vic had been through something similar. Mm. Um, and sorry, there was one thing I wanted to mention before. When you spoke about coming off meds. Yeah. So the medication that I'm on is called citalopram. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, I've been diagnosed with depression, but also anxiety. Um, and I think anxiety is something that can affect everyone differently. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even when there's times when I might feel like my depression has eased, that anxiety, it it is stubborn. So that is something that I feel like could be a reason why I am on my medication for longer than others mm. might be on that medication. So I feel like everyone's experience with their mental health is going to be individual and that's going to sort of determine why and how they take their medication if yeah. that makes sense yeah yeah sorry just no it, ma- it makes it makes sense and I feel like again I'm gonna go back again on something that you said about like you realised that okay you weren't getting out of bed or you didn't want to 
that happens to me sometimes, but I haven't been diagnosed with anything. So I'm very mindful to be like, mm. I have this and say, I have certain things. I know when I did the CBT and um, the counselling, they were like, you, you do have like anxiety, but you know, they were like, you, you function and all this. I don't know if there's an actual term for it, what she called it, but I can't remember. Um, and I just think sometimes people just need to know the signs. Sometimes yeah. people don't, they just think, oh, I'm having a bad day. Mm. But before you know your bad day is a bad month. Mm -hmm. And yeah. before, like, I found it really difficult. One thing I've, um, I noticed as well, which was really, it was understandable, but I, I felt so bad by it. It's like, when my dad died, I wouldn't reply to messages. Mm. So for ages, I was off my phone. The certain friends would message and they'd be at the top. But it literally, I mean, I was dating back, I had like 43. I know it's not, some for some people, that's not a lot, but 43 unread messages or chat, should I say, mm. and then multiple messages. And it would be like, let's say it was June and I'm seeing it now in January. Mm. That's how like the stretch was. It was like, if I haven't, and now it's just there. Mm. If I haven't seen it, I haven't seen it. And I feel like people wouldn't really think you're avoiding any, they mm. wouldn't think that there's something wrong with you or, or you're avoiding anything. But I think it's really important to like talk about the things that you may notice mm. before you 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 get to that place. So I feel like now that you're taking medication, do you still have moments of really low points? Um, and do you have like things that happen that you like, no, okay, I'm, go I'm going, I'm going to a place that I don't, I don't really want to go to. And what do you do when that happens? I think, I think like lately I've, I've, I've just, life is heavy and it's like nonstop. Mm. And but it's nothing, it's nothing due to trauma or traumatic stuff. It's just, I don't even know. I'm not going to say imposter syndrome. I don't know what the word is. But it's like perhaps doubting myself maybe. Uh, um, and life not going the way I want it to. Mm. So that's just frustrating. And then feeling stagnant. Mm. So I think these are more related to do with like just being the typical adult sort of things. And those things can get in my head and just really irritate me. Mm. Um, like feeling stagnant is just the most frustrating thing I feel. And it will just make me not want to do a lot of things or think about a lot of things. It just make me want to zone out. Yeah. And then there's not a lot of people you can talk to about it. Because I think sometimes when you go through shit, you don't really want to talk to people, people about it because they may not, they might be like, is that, is that your issue? Yeah. Um... But yeah, I think I think when I do go through things, I just talk to, talk to people who I think I can trust in and mm. who, who can listen and who will not make me feel awkward or who won't make me feel any type of way. Because I think I've realised that as an adult that it's not everybody that you can talk to about your problems. A hundred percent. And it's also, it's not everybody that, that needs your, your time and energy. Mm. I'm very big on like nowadays, I can't, I'm too old to be just giving anybody my time. Yeah. Because I clocked it. I'm actually a nice person. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually a, um, I'm somebody who will actually listen to your shit. Like yeah. if, if you're in front of me and you're telling me, or like I will, do you know what? I entertain people a lot. And I feel like some people love that. Mm -hmm. I can't be entertaining people I don't like anymore. <laughs> Not honestly, it's true. It's your energy. Old. It's your time. It's your time. Too old. So I'm just like, I just need to focus on people who I like. Mm. Like my boyfriend said this to me. He was like, do you even like this person? <laughs> and men, they're so men are very to, men are okay to be like, oh, I don't like this person, so I'm off I go. But women, we're very much like, oh, I don't want to make you awkward, yeah. and it's like your, your boyfriend is so blunt, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's this. It's, do you know what? It's, sometimes it's it's exactly what you need. Like when I talk to people, 
I'm not talking to you because I want you to pacify me. Mm. I'm also not talking to you to bring you down. But if I'm coming to you, like one thing I hate is if I'm saying, oh, I feel this way. It's like, it's all in your head. Oh, thank mm. you very much then. If it's all in my head, why did I even bother coming yeah. and, and talk to you? Like you're, you're either willing to listen, but I understand that not all the time someone has the capacity or the range course, to, totally to have fair, those yeah. conversations. And that's completely fine. But I agree. I feel like one thing I learned about myself over the last, I would say, year and a half is I would say I was a people pleaser mm, but not me too in, heavy. not intentionally but I love giving mm. I love doing things for people I like giving gifts and I don't want it in return mm. it's not how I want you to treat me it's just the way that I am um and I like to treat people how they like you know how they want to be treated as well like they it's it's reciprocal but I'm not saying yeah. oh I gave you a gift so tomorrow you must you yeah, too must give yeah. me a gift but I just noticed that just saying at one point I was just saying yes to everything and it's me who's burnt out Definitely. at the end of the day when you lot are doing the most and you're having fun and mm. and I started thinking okay I'm just not going to message this person mm. and you don't hear anything no. Honestly, I think that's the biggest thing. When because mm. I, I used to be a massive people pleaser and like to the point where I lost myself. Mm. I'm like, what do I even like? I don't even know what I like. Because I'm always saying, Oh, mm. you know, I'm not I'm not giving straight answers. I'm like I'm exactly the same. I'm just like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Do you yeah. know what? I just feel like r- realistically, I'm not a mean person. So I'm trying to find like the the most calmest. Or like let, let's say, what should we eat? And everyone's like, oh, I don't mind. I want to have pizza. If you two said, oh, um, like the worst thing you two could say is, oh, I'm not feeling pizza. Okay. It's not going to cause, cause World War Three sort of thing. So yeah. I think I'm slowly trying to be like that. And also another thing, when you are a people pleaser, the moment you stop, oh. people lose their shit because, sorry if I'm swearing. No, you can swear. People lose their shit because they're like, oh my days, she's not entertaining me. It's like, firstly, I always think this, I'm not your man. <laughs> I'm not your bloody man. <laughs> Like, honestly, and another thing, we just have to, you have to reclaim your time and you have to reclaim what is yours. You have to find yourself and you are important. Like, if I say I want pizza and you two say you want Chinese, okay, we'll, we'll split it, we get a different thing. Or, I'm, yeah. look, look, I'm not firm with the Chinese today. And that's fine. <laughs> but I do, I do think a lot of the times I've spent a lot of time being like, what does everybody else want? Yeah, because trying to make wanna, it work. I don't want to step on anyone else's toes, but I'm so tired of that now. Mm. It's I'm true. too tired of that. No, and it's not think... fair. It's not fair to be that way either. No, it's mm. not. And I feel like this is what I'm saying. You have to know, you have different friends for different things. Mm. And I feel like before you'd be like, okay, let's bring everyone in. Let's all do the same. No, you have these friends mm. for this thing. You have these friends for this thing. And that's completely fine. I just think it's honestly about who you talk to and who you have time for. Some So when you are the people, please, like when I, what I used to be, right? Let's say with the pizza example, I would be, I'll be thinking if I say that I want pizza, I, I look like a bitch. But when they say they want pizza, am I thinking they're a bitch? No. No. So what is my issue? Like that, I don't know. I just really have to get out of my head. It's just you're harder on yourself naturally. Mm. And that's what I, I find like, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> one of the things that has come to my attention recently is like, oh, okay, you have a lot of beliefs on yourself, mm. which I do. And a lot of them have stemmed from past experience, whether that's been at school, mm. whether that's been in the workplace. And one thing that, I don't care I'll say everyone says it's like what used to happen to me a lot at work would be my good friends my white friends at work will say something and they're so passionate and I'll say something and I'm sassy or mm. I've got an attitude so I became very very quiet and mm. wouldn't get my point across because I didn't want to come across that way but I've allowed those types types of beliefs to hold me back mm. and now it's like oh you don't say this or you don't talk and I'm like I can't 
can't win. You can't, yeah. What one is it? But that mm. used to cause me like real like anxiety at work. Like mm. I'd be like, oh, I have to do, I already know that I have to do 10 times, you know, t- do things 10 times mm. harder. Then I'd be thinking, am I even in the right place? And I just think, again, I, I can only stress it. Like the things that weigh on you, they really weigh on you. And I feel like it takes a lot to leave. Mm. that in your case you left your job and it was at the time the best thing mm. that you my could doc- have done a doctor told me to because oh, yeah, I was I, I was that. about to faint at work I said <laughs> I said I'm not even providing for when anybody when you told me that story <laughs> you, like the shock I was in when Vic told me that her doctor said you need to quit your yeah. job I said what yeah I went outside I was gonna I was like I'm gonna faint. I said I have no kids like this I live at home mm. like I, like there's nobody depending on me so I got an Uber and I was crying and he was like why are you crying I said, my job. He said, do you know how many jobs you can get in the world? And that, that was already in my mind thinking, okay, I need to quit. Got to the doctor. They checked me up. They were like, yeah, you got low, you got low iron, yeah. you, you blah, blah, blah. But you need to quit your job. It's making you depressed. And I was like, oh, my days. So after that day, I think the next day I did it. Yeah. And yeah. you said he was laughing? Yeah, he was a monster. He was actually a monster. Nah. <laughs> Sometimes some of the things that I hear you mm. say, I'm like, I, I, I just... I can't believe that mm. these things happen on a day to day. So, actually, I want to go back again. So, I'm going back on myself one more time. Nice, um, nice. With the um, like the meds, did you? It doesn't sound like it, but did you hesitate to like start them, or were you just like, yeah. give it to yeah. me? Just I'll take it. Yeah, I think I had it in my room for like two months. Really, mm. I hear that a lot. Actually, people say they take it and they have it, and mm. they just they don't start. Yeah, I don't think I started straight away either. I thought. Because you know when you self-certify that you're sick at mm-hmm. work, you kind of get like a week or something. So I was like, hmm, let me let me give it a few days, see if it passes. And then when it didn't, I was like, hmm, I'm going to take this. And even um, because it takes, I think it takes a bit of time for the, for the medication to actually kick in. Mm-hmm. Um, so even for those two weeks that I was at, at work, I was still feeling not myself mm. um but i did start to notice a bit of a difference i think it was mm. towards the second week um so yeah i did definitely hesitate but after i saw the benefits i was just like wait mm. no looking back yeah i think that makes perfect sense i feel like i know people say oh you should use uh, i don't want to say this because it might may sound problematic but there's some people who are like i don't believe in medication or i don't believe in this and i'm like look Everyone is different. Mm. And me, God put, you know me, I'm holistic. I'm like, <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I have a headache, I'm, I'm like, yeah, let me just drink some water and that's it. Mm. But with these medic, with antidepressants, I just mm. feel like, yeah, sorry. There's some things that nature can't do, mm. um, in my opinion anyway. And there's nothing wrong with it. I feel like a lot of people who probably li- lead that kind of lifestyle, they'll feel like, a failure or like mm. they've been defeated if they have to go on medication yeah. but please the please, white man drug yeah <laughs> please do not feel that way like I, I don't think people really deep depression isn't is a chemical imbalance in your brain mm-hmm. like it is an illness mm. so mm. <clears throat> yeah I really really encourage people you know if it is something that you want to do mm. or are considering don't let it hold you back that it's, mm. it's not of nature. But some people, they're, they're very much like, you know, Jazz's bag of like holistic, like, that's cool. Like, if you believe, oh, you know, antidepressants are fair, well, that's cool if you think that, but don't be making other people other believe. people, yeah. Like, believe so, you know. And also, like, in terms of growing up, I know you guys have grown up as well, like, with me, like, social media and stuff. How do you feel like that's affected 
just the things that we worry about in life, like whether it's, like you said, feeling stagnant, but then seeing everybody's doing this, this, that, that, this. Like, do you think it impacts you or do you feel like you've gotten to a good place where you're like, you know what? Each to their own. Stay in their lane. I didn't really grow up on social media. Didn't you? No, I'm 28. Well, when I was about eleven, that's when I that's when social media started. Mm. Well, actually, not even not even. I'm not trying to even think. What, what, what about year? the last few years? Oh, last now, few now years. the last yeah, ten now. years. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Now it's hell. Yeah. Do you know what? I think I was addicted to social media before being addicted was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> because because when I was about fifteen, oh, my belly is we had uh, uh, what's it? Dial up. Yeah. And Neopets, not Neopets. <laughs> sorry, the other one, Farm Animals. I Farm. What about Habba Hotel? I never, no. I never, I never to played those ones. So Habba's the Farmville was Habba. Oh, was a, a farm version, and I was cropping the farm, cropping the farm every day, cropping the farm. Think about my horses and my kettle um, every day, and every day I was on MSN. Every day MSN, every, I was on that as well. Work, every, MSN, I was after on work, after school every single. Day, I was mm. actually addicted. MSN was, I think. I think for me was for my time in mm. school. That was it. Mm. I would run home. And talk to the same people yeah, the all same day. The same people that I was mm. with all day. And MSN, if you think about it, it had very many, it had loads of different iterations. So when my friend used to sign in, he used to play this song. Yeah. And I was like, I can't believe it. And he used to log on, ASL. Mm. What are you, what do you mean ASL? Why are yeah. you asking that question? It's like, <laughs> when you think about it now. Age, what's age, sex, location? Yeah. yeah. But well, we all know where we're from. So what are we doing? <laughs> Honestly, nonsense. But I do feel like I'm really worried about the young ones, mm, the really mm. young ones, like the the kids who are now seven mm. and where they're going to get to with social media. It's yeah. quite scary because I'm really happy that I didn't have social media when I, like the level that it is now and in school. Formative I'll be years, isn't it? Yeah. Honestly, I'm I, finished now. I'll be finished I remember, then. so you know, oh, this is terrible. I remember there was one time when I think I was in secondary school when like YouTube and stuff came out. I remember happy slapping. I remember in school someone that happened and it was just everywhere. Wow. Oh, and I wow. remember one time they made um this website of like, oh, this girl's dirty. Wow. She did this, this. And the thing a of, website. Yeah, website. Like they proper, were coding it, for the wrong reason. The reasons. picture used to load like, you know, like <laughs> little bit by bit. And I just think to myself, I wouldn't have been able to cope like mm. in school. Cause I already struck school was horrible. Like it had really horrible moments like little things like I remember in school used to be like oh it's non-uniform day mm. and the girls used to the girls the popular girls used to be like what colour you wear I'm wearing white so you can't wear white that day and with that, that's what the problems Gina. were the problem problems yeah. were back then and I just think to myself imagine what the problems are now yeah, what people do time. like I just think social media is is really good for some things obviously like connecting meeting people networking this is how we've come yeah. come together today but I do think it, it puts a lens on life that yeah. I don't think is realistic think, and allows people yeah. to put pressure on themselves. I think, I think yeah, it does. It does. The pressure thing is there. Like, I think now, for example, you see everyone getting engaged. Like, everybody has gotten engaged. We say everybody. Yeah. Five people got engaged in the past week and three of which are celebrities. So I don't know what, what the hell I'm, I'm talking about. We don't live in their bubble. Mm. But No, but for real, mm. the last year or so... I've, everyone's getting engaged. Yeah. And everyone's having kids. Everyone's buying. Everyone's got their keys picture. Mm. Everyone's doing something. Everyone's launching a business. Everyone's doing something. And mm. then when you're not doing anything, you feel like... I have done nothing. Mm. Like I have nothing to show. And sometimes even when I talk to aunties and they're like, ah, you don't have a child. All these things. And you start, then I start to look at my life and I'm like, so what was I doing for the past, from 20 to eight to 28? What was I doing for the last eight years? Just living and eating. Mm. (laughs) 
like sometimes I do feel like what am I actually doing and mm. I don't know I think I think social media pressure is disgusting and we mm. do live in an era of well when I used to work like deep in the media I used to say that we live in a in a some news era mm-hmm. and then by some news it meant that when you change jobs or when you do something like you you change jobs you go for another publications or you you um you write a book or you do something really cool you say oh some news hey i've got a job and i say we live in that era mm. and i noticed that in mm. in social media we live in a in, a, in an announcement era sort yeah. of thing where it's like you need to be announcing otherwise mm. what the fuck are you doing sort of mm. thing and if you're not announcing it maybe you're you're um what is that papa chi not papa chi so what is that what is that hair influencer uh, peak meals maybe you're peak meals and you're doing oh, yeah. it under low I'm, I'm not any of the two I'm not any of the two <laughs> I'm just living it's true no how do you feel about social media Jess? Um. yeah I, I, I completely agree I, th- I think it's it's really damaging I mean I can only imagine what it's going to be doing or what it's doing to you know I'm worried for Kaya I'm worried for you know, school kids and what they're seeing and what they have access to because, yeah, yeah we had MSN, we had MySpace, we had Pixel, but we couldn't take it to school with us. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, that would be something we'd finish school at <laughs> three thirty, four o'clock. We're going to bed at, what, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, whatever. It's like, it was limited mm. and it was just there. It was on the computer and that was it. Mm. But taking it everywhere, having just this... I don't even know what they call it, CCTV sort of life mm. where everyone's watching your every move. Pe- strangers yeah. can record you and post you on, on the internet. It's just, we live in such a scary time. Um, but I think regarding like the announcement era, like Vic is completely right. I feel like you really, really, really have to work to see the value in yourself yeah. in this day and age because... The way people are talking, it's like, it's the norm. Like, mm. I'm not being funny, but buying a house in this day and age, it's an amazing achievement. But the way people are doing it left, right and centre, you would feel like... <laughs> <laughs> no, you would feel like, hold on. Mm, what that is? Like, what, what ACN meeting did you lot go to? <laughs> <laughs> that you could just be buying a house like yeah, this. Yeah, it's true. There's so many things where it's like, you're almost like, have I missed something? Mm. Like... Even just little things like I've I've even questioned the degree that I've done before mm. because I'm like oh, me too, boy. trust you you like on you like on six figures mm. like swear down you lot I should have done finance yeah should have done finance <laughs> that was even my, my my Twitter bio for a long time it was like I'm addicted to trainers so I should have done finance what kind of stupid bio is that <laughs> anyways sorry girl continue I get it no, though it's true yeah I just feel like I am. I, I I say, yeah, like I, I am constantly comparing myself, but mm. I also have to work to be content with who I am mm. and, and focus on what I'm doing right now and what is my next step. Yeah. That's it. Don't look further ahead. Don't look at others. Have tunnel vision mm. on myself. Mm. Um, set my own personal goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's all you can do because... It's true. It's hard. It is so hard. It's so true. I feel like for me, it's about, you know, when you go to work and you have like performance reviews or appraisals and you mm. look at you, you just need to do that with yourself. Yeah. yeah. Where, where were you last six months? Where were you? And mm. what, what are you working towards? I think sometimes when you don't have what is 
it's a clear vision of what you are working towards mm. it's very hard to be like what am i doing yeah. like why am i doing this um because i think what social media does for me i don't i'll be honest i don't look at social media and say oh, i want to compare myself to this thing mm. it could just be one day i could be having a great day another time mm-hmm. i'll be having a bad day and then i'll be thinking ah, this girl was with her man for what six months and they're getting yeah, married yeah. i know that i'm in, in, in no rush, should I say, mm. but it can, if you're not careful and it catches you on a bad day, a bad you'll be day. looking at your boyfriend thinking, seven mm. years and we're still here. Yeah. Why, why don't I have a ring? Mm. And, and it's not that you even, you just have to be really careful with what mm. you consume. So my thing is, where were you? You can do whatever time frame you want, three months, six mm. months, 12 months, but what is it you're working towards? And look at yourself and be like, you, what have you achieved? Me contacting you today, six months ago, I wouldn't have dared. Mm. I wouldn't have dared. It's something, it could be something so small, mm. but it's a win for me. Yeah. And I think really taking the time out to say when you are proud of yourself, because we are very quick to say what we are unhappy with, mm. but what are you happy with? Mm-hmm. What What has happened in your life that you thought, sorry, you wouldn't overcome and you have, like, we don't talk about the wins enough. It's no, always it's like, so what I need to do, I need to get better. This person's doing this. Yeah. And it's like, but what, what are you even happy with? Otherwise, you're chasing someone else's happiness. Mm-hmm. So really take that time Which to Which might like, not even be their happiness. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, because they're showing you what they want to show mm. you. But the reality is everyone is, and they might not all be going through it at the same time. There's some people, you, you ask right now, they're like, no, I'm, I'm cool. Mm. It doesn't mean that, down the road they're not going to go through it and it's mm. not that you're waiting for anyone's fall or you're just thinking about yourself but you need to it, it's easier said than done but honestly just write something mm. put it away and come back to it and be like did I do that and if you didn't do it why didn't you do that mm. what tools do you have now to be able to do that mm. like if you really mm. want to pursue something without being like hustler culture because like, <laughs> honestly it will burn you the yeah, hell out if yeah. it's not your bag that is fine. Mm. Some people can do it and do it well, but what is it you want to achieve for yourself and really like dig into that? Sorry, I went on a bit no, of a preaching rant, no, no, but no. Totally right. it's true. Yeah, I just want to know, is there anything that you would say to anyone who is probably thinking about starting medication or just maybe tapping into their mental health and even having that conversation because I feel like there's some people who can go to their family some people who can go to their friends and some that's just not an option Mm -hmm. and that's completely fine those people are not alone so is there anything you would say to anyone who's maybe thinking about it or has been putting it off or like you said has it at home and hasn't tried it just take that one step yeah you know um, do your research as well so. yes that's mm. what I was going to say and also you don't have to tell people it's like your sex life like you might not want to be comfortable telling your parents but your sex life some people you know some people they'll tell their parents <laughs> yeah yeah this is what I'm doing <laughs> so like just like that you don't need to tell your parents like oh this is the medication I'm on especially if you have African parents and they're going to give you a heart attack like just being on it and then you know some parents like I've heard horror stories some parents will just go and throw it in the beard all that kind of mm. stuff so just keep it to yourself because if it's working for you and you're happier, you're able to manage your life, do they even need to know? Mm. Do you know what? Yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm going to listen to back into this in 10 years and I'm going to like, this is absolutely horrible advice. So that's <laughs> yeah. your own risk. Do what you like. But at the same, all I'm going to say is take one step. And yeah. like, if you need to see a therapist that doesn't work for you, cool. Just because things don't work for you doesn't mean that you're a failure. doesn't mean that, yeah. you know, there's something wrong with you. It doesn't work, in it? It doesn't work. Mm. Move on. And mm. yeah. And also another thing, sometimes... If you can't, if you can't afford a therapy, or if you can't, um, if you don't want to go therapy, I've seen this thing on TikTok. A lot of people do. They they talk to themselves on voice note, or they talk to themselves on their camera on their computer, and then they save it. 
And mm. I think that's just a bit of a relief because I think another thing we do sometimes, not always, but we put a lot of pressure on our friends and mm. our friends aren't therapists. There's mm. only so much they can tell you. Exactly. And some of our mm. friends, they might be going through shit themselves. And that's when we get into the thing where when you tell your friend something and they're going, oh, I can relate. Sometimes it's not even because they're not giving you a chance to speak. It's because they're going through shit too. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, just bear that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, if, if you're, going through something at the moment and you know you're a bit worried about what it could be um definitely like Vic said do your research um like when I um had my depression I I looked online and I was like am I depressed <laughs> um and um yeah you'll see a lot of articles and and all of that stuff um and I feel like go to your doctor, have that assessment because they do have an assessment where mm. they'll be able to tell you whether you are depressed, whether you have anxiety or not. Mm. Um, and also research um, medications if it makes you feel more comfortable. Um, I would recommend doing that anyway. But look at what the side effects could be. Um, and if you have any concerns, bring them to your doctor. Mm. Um, so don't necessarily make that stop you from taking the medication if you have any worries speak to your doctor see what they say and also know that there's options i'm on citalopram vic is on something else mm. like there's there's options mm. um and yeah with therapy there are options for people on low incomes there are um therapy options where you can give what you can mm-hmm. um towards your session um vic actually made this really good um guide on our Instagram, it's still there. Um, it's one of our, our I think mm, it's the most popular, shared, yeah. Mm. yeah, post that we have. But yeah, there's there's literally tons of um different ways you can access therapy. Like you guys have mentioned for your workplace, even mm. um I've accessed twelve weeks of free therapy through my workplace before. So you can you can get help. Mm-hmm. Um, just don't be afraid to seek it. Mm. Just take the first yeah. step. Back, and then so. there's the black. Yeah. African Asian therapy yeah. network. So if you just Google that, it will come up. And then there's also another one that I've used before called Frontline. Yeah, that's front, Frontline. Frontline therapy. Frontline yeah, 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 therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really, really good for black people. Check it out. Affordable too. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so yeah, ladies, let them know where they can find you if they're living under a rock. No, I'm joking. Let them know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm on Vic Sunusi yeah. on Instagram, but you can catch us at Black Girls Living on socials and any podcast streaming apps. Yeah. Um. And yeah. Um. Jazz underscore bw on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Check us out. Yes, everyone. Make sure you check out Black Girls Living. It's an award-winning podcast. I might I add. Ooh, I forgot I to say that in the intro. But thank you very much, mm-hmm. ladies. I really oh, appreciate the insight that you've given everyone, and I'm sure people will find it helpful. And I'll share the resources that you oh, just spoke awesome. about as well. Oh, so thank thanks, you. ladies. Oh, thank, thank you so thank much you. for having us. Thank you.